but yeah, so let's get into today's episode. Anyway, so the first thing here is a couple days ago we talked about the Packers were bringing in former um, former backup quarterbacks and Chad Kelly, I believe it was, and Kurt Benkert. And Kurt Benkert actually just got signed by the Packers now. Yesterday he posted about it. The NFL posted about it. So Green Bay has picked up Kurt uh, Kurt on their team. So as of right now, yes, he is now quarterback. So Ian Rappaport has reported that Green Bay signed Kurt Benkert following a tryout at rookie minicamp. After this is now coming after three days, they acquired Blake Bortles. Also worked out Chad Kelly this weekend. I don't think that worked out. I don't. I don't think they liked him. They said also worked him out, but I don't think they. I don't think they liked him. I don't think they wanted him. Ben Curtin Bortles will now be joining a quarterback room that might not be full when the team kicks off OTAs on May 24th. Whether Aaron Rodgers will attend is still pretty unclear. We still really have no idea. Plus, I want to get into him later on. Rainy MVP has been at odds with the front office for much of the offseason and amid a contract dispute and, pur- and, and purported objection to quarterback Jordan Love's first-round selection in last year's draft. Ben Kurt spent the last spent the past three years as backup with the Falcons, 2018 undrafted free agent, has yet to appear in an NFL game. Other news the league is tracking on Saturday. Just kind of random. So this is a lot of stuff, so I may just go over the first couple and I'll just let I'll have you know, I always link all the websites. You guys I'll let you guys just read the rest. From what I don't continue on reading about. During the Jags' first unfilled practice under head coach Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence was limited on a pitch count, and running back Travis Etienne took all of his reps at the wide receiver position. Meyer also discussed the potential signing of Tim Tebow on Saturday, saying, I've learned on my staff, I've leaned on my staff for that, and I imagine a decision is going to be soon. Second thing, Giants wide receiver. Uh, rookie wide receiver Kadarius Tony did not participate in the second half of Saturday's practice. It's not an injury situation, Joe Judge said. While not his goal, while noting his goal to get his newcomers caught in, I can't speak, caught up to compete with the veterans. Every player here is on their own program. Next thing here is Ravens coach John Harbaugh is liking so far what he's seeing out of rookie wideout Rashad Bateman. First impressions are very positive. Bucks coach Bruce Arians, the tight end OJ Howard, who suffered a torn Achilles last October, is expected to be ready for training camp in July. Arian said safety Jordan White had to tour his labor room in the NFC title game is looking good but might not participate in the team's June minicamp. And then, yeah, I'll just let you guys kind of read the rest from there. I think I kind of read enough. But, uh, yeah, so moving on. Next thing we have to talk about here are... I don't know, I can't remember if I talked about this or not. Um, in the last episode, I, I really don't remember... I can't go back. See, the thing about this is I cannot go back in and re and without listening to the entire episode on my own. I can't I can't figure out what what I put into an episode without doing that. Like I can't just preview what I talked about. I wish I could. But I would have to actually play that episode, and there's... I don't really... I don't listen to my own episodes, so it's kind of like, eh, I don't... Because the reason I don't do it, uh, this is kind of getting off topic, but the reason why I don't do it is because I just think it's kind of like... It's not the same, like, it, it's not like... I am different from... 
I am different just two days later than I was two days earlier. So, like, I am not doing... If that makes any sense, like, I don't like to compare myself to what I did, you know, a couple days prior. Like, I... I do an episode, I move on, I don't continue to, I don't listen to it, I just move on. Because I'm trying to make this podcast better, so I don't like to sit back and, you know, go through an old podcast episode to see what I did. Like, yeah, there's some people that may be good, I just don't do it. Anyway, getting off topic, but anyway, so, yeah, again, don't remember, so I do apologize, but... If we ever talked about it, but I don't remember. So a torn Achilles though has effectively ended Jawan James's days in Denver. Again, that's why I said I don't know if I talked about it because the Jawan James thing sounds familiar, but I wasn't sure. They cut him on Friday though. The Broncos cut James on Friday. Unit report has reported recently he had recently gone through an Achilles. He recently tore his Achilles working out off-site and on Friday tweeted out that he had undergone successful surgery. Okay, so that might have been what I put in the episode. A non-football related injury. I might not have specifically put this, it might have been that. I, okay, that makes that would make more sense then. So this is again coming after he was placed on the non-football injury list with the intention of of with the intention being not to pay him the $10.58 million he was due in salary because his injury occurred away from the team facility. Report reported and said, quote, expect James Camp to fight it, end quote. The tumultuous end of James's tenure in Denver, in which he played only three games after signing a massive four-year $51 million deal ahead of the 19th season. A knee injury limited James to only three contests in 2019, his first with the Broncos, after five with the Dolphins, who took him in the 2014 draft first round. Thereafter, James opted out of the 2020 season due to COVID-19. So to return in 21, James sustained his injury on May 4th while working out away from the Broncos club facility. So it almost seems like this guy's just, you know, clearly just a, you know, just... He can't do anything but just get hurt. Like, all he does is just get hurt. You know, he's one of those guys where, like, literally could be doing anything, even, you know, from working out. That's, that you know, that's a good thing to be doing, working out and stuff. He can't even seem to just get away from this stuff. Like, he just gets hurt anything he's doing. So, clearly, just a bust due to injuries. I mean, I feel like there's no way that... You know, even if he were to continue to play, that's going to affect him sometime in his future. Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, like I was saying, I don't think, you know, these are all injuries. I feel like there's just too many of them to where, like, that'll definitely affect him when he's, like, when he's getting in his 30s. For sure. But anyway... So yeah, let's um let's move on though. Next thing we have here is I the last time I think I, the last time I did an episode or a couple episodes ago, something like that, I talked about Bobby McCain getting cut by the Dolphins. And now and then I discussed I'm getting two I'm getting some of the I'm getting the last two podcasts mixed up, what one I did on whatever one. One of them I talked about the the Dolphins cutting McCain. Then the next one, what a different one I talked about Washington bringing him in. Yeah, I think it was this sometime this week because I remember reading it, and then I remember hearing that the Dolphins were gonna or that the Washington football team was gonna bring him in on a workout on Monday. So yeah, that did happen. Well, now Washington has officially signed. Bobby McCain to a one-year deal. This actually came on May 14th. So this was the last time that I uploaded. And I didn't see it because there was already an episode out. 
So Washington is now signing the former Dolphins starter in what one-year deal Ian Rappaport has reported per agent Drew Rosenhaus. McKay, now 27, now 27 years old, visited the club on Monday after being released on May 6. A 2015 fifth-round pick on Memphis, Bobby McCain appears in just 87 games. That's 55 starts, and has a team and was a team captain during his six-year uh, six run in Miami. Started a career best 15 games in 2020, compiling 46 tackles and interception and five passes defense. And Washington McCain will join now a secondary that could use a skill set with strong safety landing Collins set to return from a torn Achilles suffered in week seven. The team is still figuring out who will start at free safety. The, the versatility and experience that McCain has, possible it's possible that he earned that spot over the likes of Troy Apke, Deshazer, Everett, and Jeremy Reeves all of whom started at some point last season. It's at different little periods and stuff, testing everyone out. So again, Bobby McCain signed to Washington on a one-year deal. I don't have the specifics on the contract itself, like the details into it. Um, I will try and see if I can figure that out. Although if it's not on here on NFL.com, it's probably not anywhere because this is... I mean, this site would have it, so, I mean, I don't think, yeah, we probably don't. I mean, it's not the biggest thing in the world. It's just a one-year deal. Either way, it's a one-year deal. But, uh, yeah, so let's move on now. Next thing we have to talk about now is literally the last episode we did. I remember talking about Deshaun Hamilton and how he was expected to get traded. Literally the very next episode, this one that I'm recording right now, you won't believe what came, you won't believe what came up. That's one of the things that I could bring up to talk about in this episode. Broncos wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton has suffered a ACL tear just two days after the last time that uploaded. So with um, the future as a Denver Bronco for Deshaun Hamilton is basically already headed for a conclusion, already headed for an end. Hamilton has now, his, well, his whole 2021 season, either no matter where he goes, has already ended before it could begin with a new team because he has now suffered an ACL tear. NFL Network's Taylor, Taylor, what the hell? NFL Network's Taylor Biscotti has reported on Friday that Deshaun Hamilton, again, suffered his ACL, suffered a torn ACL. This is now coming after a, just a day after it was reported that by Mike Garofalo that the Broncos would be, had initially planned to wave, you know, wave them before receiving trade calls. So now they changed their mind to potentially trade them but now a team might not want him. So, there was still a possible window open for a trade on a th- on that on Thursday when I last talked about this. But now they're wondering, we don't know if he's going to be traded anywhere else or if he's going to be going to, you know, if Denver just wants to hang on to him, we don't know. Um, obviously when there's an injury like this, everyone knows you're not going to play it. You don't even need to get the, uh, timetable. Cause I mean, it's a tear on ACL. It's on, that's an entire season plus a little bit, plus a little bit, you know, a little bit longer. It's like a couple weeks into, it's an entire season plus like a week or two in the off season. So it's a lengthy process. And so. Usually when things like this happen, a team doesn't usually want to keep you. Although if your contract isn't that big, normally teams are okay with just hanging on to you because you're not that, you're not that, you know, you're not that expensive to worry about. A team could just like pay you on the side and not really worry about it. Or, or this is where it could get interesting. They release them and then we see who picks them up after that. 
because they already planned on, you know, they were planning on waving them, but then they started receiving trade, you know, trade calls because they, you know, they heard reports that he was going to be, you know, going to be um, available. So then they started getting trade calls. Well, now I think they're just listening to the trade calls and they're not going to waive them, but now they might. And if they're expected to already get rid of them, it would make sense for them just to release them. Because think about it, if Broncos, if Denver's already planning on getting rid of them, it ain't going to hurt them to release them. Although if there's something specific they want, then they'll miss out. But, you know. So it, this is an interesting situation because now you're looking at it and you're like, I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to happen with them. I don't actually don't know. Because we didn't, because this didn't develop long, this didn't develop enough in time to see potential landing destinations. Now we just say, now we just, now we're stuck with the information of they were going to waive them, start receiving phone calls, then they were going to trade them. Now he suffers a torn ACL. He's going to be out a whole year. Do we hang on to him because he he won't be that pricey? Do we just release him? But then we'll miss out on a potential trade that we want. Or yeah, we just overall keep him so that way when he does come back, you want to trade him. But see, then there's see, but then there's the risk with that. There's the risk with that then, because if you do that, you if you hang on to him and just just simply hang on to him, teams know that this happened. Are they gonna want him after that? Are they gonna expect? Some guys, you might take the risk. I, there's, I will admit that there's some guys in the league right now that if they were to get hurt like this, but then come back the next season, would I take the risk on them? There are some players in the league, yes. This specific guy, I don't know. I would have to see how he approaches coming back first, and then I would have to see, you know... I would have to see how he approaches next offseason, how, how he approaches getting recovered, you know, fully 100% recovered and getting back to working out. Does he care enough to be back on a team even? Okay, if he ain't trying that hard, then I wouldn't want him on my team either. But, um, yeah, this is, I don't know, man, this is hard. Denver Broncos have an interesting situation ahead of them. They really do. Let me know down below what you guys think about this situation. Let me know what you guys would do if you guys were a GM for the Broncos right now. What do you what would you think you would do? But I'm moving on now. This was pretty interesting to me. Fully vaccinated players and staff are no longer required to wear a mask at an NFL team facility. So for the longest time. At least I could remember. No matter what you were, you had to wear a mask at the team facility at all times, even during your workouts. Now the fully vaccinated don't have to because of the new CDC uh, guideline, the new CDC thing that the that they put out, like the new update. I guess yeah, update. The recent update they put out says that if you are fully vaccinated, you will not need to. You know, they're, they're slowly continuing to take away masks. Well, now this was like another one of those updates where they're continuing to take masks away for vaccinated people. And this update was just enough for the league to be able to say that staff and vaccine, fully vaccinated NFL players don't need to be wearing masks anymore at team facilities. So again, in the article, fully vaccinated, if you're fully vaccinated, NFL player or you're tired or you were tied to the staff um, if you're a staff member or if you're a fully vaccinated player that's fully vaccinated you will no longer be wearing you will no longer be required to wear a face mask inside the outside I cannot speak for the love of God I swear you will no longer be required to wear a face mask inside or outside club facilities so before you had to wear one even outside you even had to wear one outside um but especially inside 
But yeah, you still have to wear it outside. Now you don't if you're fully vaccinated. The league has announced this on Friday in a memo sent out to all teams obtained, of course, by a rap report of NFL Network. So this is coming days. This is coming now after the updated protocol following the CDC's uh, statement on Thursday about wearing a mask and just kind of like their new guidance to follow. Uh, this is kind of their entire article in a, mem- in a, in a you know in a little kind of like a um I guess like the quickest way to say of course there was more information but the most important information is here by saying quote effective immediately fully vaccinated tiered staff and players will not be required to wear masks masks anywhere in the club facility either indoors or outdoors and individuals considered fully vaccinated fully vaccinated if 14 days have passed since the individual received his or her last dose of COVID-19 vaccine, either the single dose of Johnson & Johnson or the second dose of Pfizer and Moderna, or Moderna. Tiered staff and players who are not fully vaccinated, example, people that have not yet received any vaccine or are within the 14-day period after receipt after receiving the last dose of the vaccine must continue to wear masks masks indoors and outdoors at the club facility as required in the October 16th 2020 club facility protocol unless and until they are fully vaccinated end quote quote again the league went on or no my bad the league went on then to talk about the additional changes to COVID-19 protocols and were expected to be, quote, consistent with CDC guidelines, end quote, and that teams would still have to adhere to local and or state regulations, quote, even if they are more restrictive, end quote. The latest modification regarding COVID-19 protocols for the league and further an incentive for NFL players and staff to get vaccinated. In April, the league announced fully vaccinated fully vaccinated individuals would only be required to test on a weekly basis rather than daily and would not have to submit to entry testing following travel. Earlier in May, the NFL encouraged all clubs to offer COVID-19 vaccines to rookies. So, yeah, that's exactly why, because they wanted to, you know, they, they want to start pushing out they really want to keep pushing out this, you know, vaccine so they don't have to keep doing daily tests and stuff. And so, and because they're trying to make a push at bringing fans back, the more that they do this, the more, the more that that helps and the more that they can do that stuff. And that's really all what it's about. You know, that's what it's about. That's what they're trying to get. But, um, yeah, so let's go to the next thing here. The very last thing actually for today's episode is... Well, scheduled stuff. The things I actually want to talk about. The last thing here is former first-rounder Kelvin Benjamin is now trying out for the Giants as a tight end. So this is kind of reminding me a little bit of Tim Tebow. But um, Kelvin Benjamin hasn't played in NFL steps since 2018. In an attempt to revitalize his way-led career, former first-round pick and making a position change even. In a trial with the Giants this weekend during rookie minicamp, Kelvin Benjamin is listed as a tight end. Benjamin was first was a first round pick by the Panthers in 2014, when current Big Blue GM Dave uh, Dave Gettleman manned the ship in Charlotte. Part of Gettleman's plan to surround then quarterback Cam Newton with big body targets, the Florida State product to put up a 1,000 yard season with nine touchdowns in his rookie campaign, tore his ACL in August 2015, wiping out his season then returned to put up 941 yards and seven scores in 2016. Only the, only the beginning of the end for Kelvin. Having gained weight, Benjamin fell out of favor in Carolina, traded to Buffalo six games through 17, played played in 18 for the Bills with minimal results. December 2018, Buffalo cut the... Belvin cut... Or, in December 2018, Buffalo then cut Benjamin, landed in Kansas City for three regular season games, not been on a roster since. So yeah, plenty of moving around, plenty of changing, now coming back into the league, trying to, as a tight end. 
Several NFL scouts believe that Benjamin could have been a pass-catching tight end when he entered the NFL back in 14. During the course of his career, the 6'5", 245-pounder receiver has been the butt of jokes about being a tight end. Now he's embraced that potential change in an effort to get one more NFL shot. And you never know. He might get it. I mean, if Tim Tebow gets a shot, I don't see why Kelvin Benjamin can't. Because if you sign him, it's not like you're going to pay him a lot of money. So it's not... It's not pretty it's not really like it's not the biggest thing in the world on your end honestly but yeah so let's get into today's episode anyway so the first thing here is a couple days ago we talked about the packers were bringing in Former um, former backup quarterbacks and Chad Kelly, I believe it was, and Kurt Benkert. And Kurt Benkert actually just got signed by the Packers now. Yesterday he posted about it. The NFL posted about it. So Green Bay has picked up Kurt, uh, Kurt on their team. So as of right now, Yes, he is now quarterback. So, Ian Rappaport has reported that Green Bay signed Kurt Benkert following a tryout at rookie minicamp. After this is now coming after three days, they acquired Blake Bortles. Also worked out Chad Kelly this weekend. I don't think that worked out. I don't. I don't think they liked him. They said also worked him out, but I don't think they. I don't think they liked him. I don't think they wanted him. Ben Curtin Bortles will now be joining a quarterback room that might not be full when the team kicks off OTAs on May 24th. Whether Aaron Rodgers will attend is still pretty unclear. We still really have no idea. Plus, I want to get into him later on. Rainy MVP has been at odds with the front office for much of the offseason and amid a contract dispute and, pur- and, and purported objection to quarterback Jordan Love's first-round selection in last year's draft. Ben Kurt spent the last spent the past three years as backup with the Falcons, 2018 undrafted free agent, has yet to appear in an NFL game. Other news the league is tracking on Saturday. Just kind of random. So this is a lot of stuff, so I may just go over the first couple and I'll just let I'll have you know, I always link all the websites. You guys, I'll let you guys just read the rest. From what I don't continue on reading about. During the Jags' first on-field practice under head coach Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence was limited on a pitch count, and running back Travis Etienne took all of his reps at the wide receiver position. Meyer also discussed the potential signing of Tim Tebow on Saturday, saying, "I've learned on my staff. I've leaned on my staff for that, and I imagine a decision is going to be soon." Second thing. Giants wide uh, rookie wide receiver Kadarius Tony did not participate in the second half of Saturday's practice. It's not an injury situation, Joe Judge said. While not his goal, while noting his goal to get his newcomers caught in, I can't speak caught up to compete with the veterans. Every player here is on their own program. Next thing here is Ravens coach John Harbaugh is liking so far what he's seeing out of rookie wideout Rashad Bateman. First impressions are very positive. Bucks coach Bruce Arians, the tight end OJ Howard, who suffered a torn Achilles last October, is expected to be ready for training camp in July. Arian said safety Jordan White had to tour his labrum in the NFC title game is looking good, but might not participate in the team's June minicamp. And then, yeah, I'll just let you guys kind of read the rest from there. I think I kind of read enough. But, uh, yeah, so moving on. Next thing we have to talk about here are – I don't know. I can't remember if I talked about this or not um, in the last episode. I, I really don't remember. I can't go back. See, the thing about this is I cannot go back in and re 
and without listening to the entire episode on my own, I can't I can't figure out what would I put into an episode without doing that. Like I can't just preview what I talked about. I wish I could. But I would have to actually play that episode, and there's, I don't really, I don't listen to my own episodes, so it's kind of like, eh, I don't, because the reason I don't do it, uh, this is kind of getting off topic, but the reason why I don't do it is because I just think it's kind of like, it's not the same, like, it's not like, I am different from, I am different just two days later than I was two days earlier. So, like, I am not doing... If that makes any sense, like, I don't like to compare myself to what I did, you know, a couple days prior. Like, I... I do an episode, I move on. I don't continue to... I don't listen to it. I just move on. Because I'm trying to make this podcast better, so I don't like to sit back and, you know, go through an old podcast episode to see what I did. Like, yeah, there's some people that may be good, I just don't do it. Anyway, getting off topic, but anyway, so, yeah, again, don't remember, so I do apologize, but if we ever talked about it, but I don't remember. So, a torn Achilles, though, has effectively ended Jawan James's days in Denver. Again, that's why I said I don't know if I talked about it because the Jawan James thing sounds familiar, but I wasn't sure. They cut him on Friday, though. The Broncos cut James on Friday. Unrep report has reported recently. He had recently gone through an Achilles. He recently tore his Achilles working out off-site and on Friday tweeted out that he had undergone successful surgery. Okay, so that might have been what I put in the episode. A non-football-related injury. I might not have specifically put this. It might have been that. I, okay, that makes that would make more sense then. So this is, again, coming after he was placed on the non-football injury list with the intention of, of with the intention being not to pay him the $10.58 million he was due in salary because his injury occurred away from the team facility. Report reported and, qu- and said, quote, expect James Camp to fight it, end quote. The tumultuous end of James' tenure in Denver, in which he played only three games after signing a massive four-year $51 million deal ahead of the 19th season. A knee injury limited James to only three contests in 2019, his first with the Broncos, after five with the Dolphins, who took him in the 2014 draft first round. Thereafter, James opted out of the 2020 season due to COVID-19. So to return in 21, James sustained his injury on May 4th while working out away from the Broncos club facility. So it almost seems like this guy's just, you know, clearly just, a, you know, just, he can't do anything but just get hurt. Like, all he does is just get hurt. You know, he's one of those guys where, like, Literally could be doing anything, even, you know, from working out. That's that, you know, that's a good thing to be doing, working out and stuff. He can't even seem to just get away from this stuff. Like, he just gets hurt anything he's doing. So, clearly just a bust due to injuries. I mean, I feel like there's no way that, you know, even if he were to continue to play, that's going to affect him sometime in his future. Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, like I was saying, I don't think, you know, these are all injuries. I feel like there's just too many of them to where, like, that'll definitely affect him when he's, like, when he's getting in his 30s, for sure. But anyway, so, yeah, let's, um, let's move on, though. Next thing we have here is I, the last time I think I, the last time I did an episode or a couple episodes ago, something like that, I talked about Bobby McCain getting cut by the Dolphins. And now, and then I discussed, I'm getting two, I'm getting some of the, I'm getting the last two podcasts mixed up, what one I did on whatever one. 
One of them I talked about the the Dolphins cutting McCain. Then the next one, what a different one I talked about Washington bringing him in. Yeah, I think it was this sometime this week because I remember reading it, and then I remember hearing that the Dolphins were gonna or that the Washington football team was gonna bring him in on a workout on Monday. So yeah, that did happen. Well, now Washington has officially signed Bobby McCain to a one-year deal. This actually came on May 14th, so this was the last time that I uploaded, and I didn't see it because there was already an episode out. So Washington is now signing the former Dolphins starter to a one-year deal. Ian Rappaport has reported per agent Drew Rosenhaus. McCain, now 27, now 27 years old, visited the club on Monday after being released on May 6th. A 2015 fifth-round pick on Memphis, Bobby McCain appears in just 87 games. That's 55 starts, and has a team and was a team captain during his six-year uh, six run in Miami. Started a career best 15 games in 2020, compiling 46 tackles and interception and five passes defense. And Washington McCain will join now a secondary that could use a skill set with strong safety landing Collins set to return from a torn Achilles. Suffered in week seven. The team is still figuring out who will start at free safety. The, the versatility and experience that McCain has, possible it's possible that he earned that spot over the likes of Troy Apke, Deshazer, Everett, and Jeremy Reeves, all of whom started at some point last season. It's at different little periods and stuff, testing everyone out. So, again, Bobby McCain signed to Washington on a one-year deal. I don't have the specifics on the contract itself, like the details into it. Um, I will try and see if I can figure that out. Although, if it's not on here on NFL.com, it's probably not anywhere because this is – I mean, this site would have it. So, I mean, I don't think – yeah, we probably don't. I mean, it's not the biggest thing in the world. It's just a one-year deal. Either way, it's a one-year deal. But, uh, yeah, so let's move on now. Next thing we have to talk about now is literally the last episode we did. I remember talking about Deshaun Hamilton and how he was expected to get traded. Literally the very next episode, this one that I'm recording right now, you won't believe what came. You won't believe what came up. That's one of the things that I could bring up to talk about in this episode. Broncos wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton has suffered a ACL tear just two days after the last time that uploaded. So with um, the future as a Denver Bronco for Deshaun Hamilton is basically already headed for a conclusion, already headed for an end. Hamilton has now his well his whole 2021 season either no matter where he goes has already ended before it could begin with a new team because he has now suffered an ACL tear. NFL Network's Taylor Taylor what the hell NFL Network's Taylor Biscotti has reported on Friday that Deshaun Hamilton again suffered his ACL suffered a torn ACL. This is now coming after a, just a day after it was reported that by Mike Garofalo that the Broncos would be had initially planned to wave, you know, wave them before receiving trade calls. So now they changed their mind to potentially trade them, but now a team might not want them. So. There was still a possible window open for a trade on a, on that on Thursday when I last talked about this, but now they're wondering. We don't know if he's going to be traded anywhere else or if he's going to be going to. You know, if Denver just wants to hang on to him, we don't know. Um, obviously, when there's an injury like this. Everyone knows you're not going to play. You don't even need to get the uh, timetable because, I mean, it's a tear on ACL. It's on, that's an entire season plus a little bit, plus a little bit 
you know, a little bit longer. It took a couple weeks into – it's an entire season plus like a week or two in the offseason. So it's a lengthy process. And so usually when things like this happen, a team doesn't usually want to keep you. Although if your contract isn't that big, normally teams are okay with just hanging on to you because you're not that you're not that you know you're not that expensive to worry about. A team could just like pay you on the side and not really worry about it. Or, or this is where it could get interesting. They release them and then we see who picks them up after that because they already planned on you know they were planning on waving them. But then they started receiving trade, you know, trade calls because they, you know, they heard reports that he was going to be, you know, going to be um, available. So then they started getting trade calls. Well, now I think they're just listening to the trade calls and they're not going to waive them. But now they might. And if they're expected to already get rid of them, it would make sense for them just to release them. Because think about it. If Broncos, if Denver's already planning on getting rid of them, it ain't going to hurt them to release them. Although, if there's something specific they want, then they'll miss out. But, you know. So, it, this is an interesting situation because now you're looking at it and you're like, I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't actually don't know. Because we didn't, because this didn't develop long, this didn't develop enough in time to see potential landing destinations. Now we just say, now we just, now we're stuck with the information of they were going to waive them, start receiving phone calls, then they were going to trade them. Now he suffers a torn ACL. He's going to be out a whole year. Do we hang on to him because he, he won't be that pricey? Do we just release him? But then we'll miss out on a potential trade that we want. Or yeah, we just overall keep him so that way when he does come back, you want to trade him. But see then there's See, but then there's the risk with that. There's the risk with that then. Because if you do that, you if you hang on to them and just just simply hang on to them, teams know that this happened. Are they going to want them after that? Are they going to expect some guys you might take the risk? I, there's, I will admit that there's some guys in the league right now that if they were to get hurt like this, but then come back the next season, would I take the risk on them? There are some players in the league, yes. This specific guy, I don't know. I would have to see how he approaches coming back first, and then I would have to see, you know, I would have to see how he approaches next offseason, how, how he approaches getting recovered, you know, fully 100% recovered and getting back to working out. Does he care enough to be back on a team even? Okay, if he ain't trying that hard, then I wouldn't want him on my team either. But, um, yeah, this is – I don't know, man. This is hard. Denver Broncos have an interesting situation ahead of them. They really do. Let me know down below what you guys think about this situation. Let me know what you guys would do if you guys were a GM for the Broncos right now. What do you, what, what do you think you would do? But I'm moving on now. This was pretty interesting to me. Fully vaccinated players and staff are no longer required to wear a mask at an NFL team facility. So for the longest time, at least I could remember, no matter what you were, you had to wear a mask at the team facility at all times, even during your workouts. Now the fully vaccinated don't have to because of the new CDC uh, guideline the new CDC thing that the that they put out like the new update I guess yeah update the recent update they put out says that if you are fully vaccinated you will not need to you know they're they're slowly continuing to take away masks well now this was like another one of those updates where they're continuing to take masks away for vaccinated people. And this update was just enough for the league to be able to say that staff and, vac and fully vaccinated NFL players don't need to be wearing masks anymore at team facilities. So again, in the article, fully vaccinated, if you're fully vaccinated 
NFL player or you were tired or you were tied to the staff. Um, if you're a staff member or if you're a fully vaccinated player that's fully vaccinated, you will no longer be wear, you will no longer be required to wear a face mask inside the outside. I cannot speak for the love of God. I swear. You will no longer be required to wear a face mask inside or outside club facilities. So before you had to wear one even outside. You even had to wear one outside. Um, but especially inside. But yeah, you still had to wear it outside. Now you don't if you're fully vaccinated. The league has announced this on Friday in a memo sent out to all teams obtained, of course, by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. So this is coming days. This is coming now after the updated protocol following the CDC's uh, statement on Thursday about wearing a mask and just kind of like their new guidance to follow. Uh, this is kind of their entire article in a, mem in a, in a in, you know in a little kind of like a um I guess like the quickest way to say. Of course, there was more information, but the most important information is here by saying, "quote Effective immediately, fully vaccinated." Tiered staff and players will not be required to wear masks masks anywhere in the club facility, either indoors or outdoors. An individual is considered fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated if 14 days have passed since the individual received his or her last dose of COVID-19 vaccine, either the single dose of Johnson & Johnson or the second dose of Pfizer and Moderna, or Moderna. Tiered staff and players who are not fully vaccinated, example, people that have not yet received any vaccine or are within the 14-day period after receipt, after receiving the last dose of the vaccine, must continue to wear masks, masks indoors and outdoors at the club facility, as required in the October 16th, 2020 club facility protocol, unless and until they are fully vaccinated. End quote. Quote again, the league went on, or no, my bad. The league went on then to talk about the additional changes to COVID-19 protocols and were expected to be, quote, consistent with CDC guidelines, end quote, and that teams would still have to adhere to local and or state regulations, quote, even if they are more restrictive, end quote. The latest modification regarding COVID-19 protocols for the league and further an incentive for NFL players and staff to get vaccinated. In April, the league announced fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated individuals would only be required to test on a weekly basis rather than daily and would not have to submit to entry testing following travel. Earlier in May, the NFL encouraged all clubs to offer COVID-19 vaccines to rookies. So, yeah, and that's exactly why, because they wanted, you know, they they want to start pushing out. They really want to keep pushing out this, you know, vaccine so they don't have to keep doing daily tests and stuff. And so, and because they're trying to make a push at bringing fans back, the more that they do this, the more, the more that that helps, and the more that they can do that stuff. And that's really all what it's about. You know, that's what it's about. That's what they're trying to get. But um. Yeah, so let's go to the next thing here. The very last thing, actually, for today's episode is, well, scheduled stuff. The things I actually want to talk about. The last thing here is former first-rounder Kelvin Benjamin is now trying out for the Giants as a tight end. So this is kind of reminding me a little bit of Tim Tebow. But um, Kelvin Benjamin hasn't played in NFL steps since 2018 in an attempt to revitalize his way-led career former first-round pick at making a position change even. In a trial with the Giants this weekend during rookie minicamp, Kelvin Benjamin is listed as a tight end. Benjamin was first was a first-round pick by the Panthers in 2014 when current Big Blue GM Dave, uh, Dave Gettleman manned the ship in Charlotte. Part of Gettleman's plan to surround then-quarterback Cam Newton with big-body targets, the Florida State product to put up a 1,000-yard season with nine touchdowns in his rookie campaign. Tore his ACL in August 2015, wiping out his season. 
Then we returned to put up 941 yards and seven scores in 2016. Only the, only the beginning of the end for Kelvin. Having gained weight, Benjamin fell out of favor in Carolina, traded to Buffalo six games through 17, played played in 18 for the Bills with minimal results. December 2018, Buffalo cut the Belvin cut. Or, in December 2018, Buffalo then cut Benjamin, landed in Kansas City for three regular season games, not been on the roster since. So, yeah, plenty of moving around, plenty of changing, now coming back into the league, trying to as a tight end. Several NFL scouts believe that Benjamin could have been a pass-catching tight end when he entered the NFL back in 14. During the course of his career, the six foot five, 245-pounder receiver has been the butt of jokes about being a tight end. Now he's embracing that potential change in an effort to get one more NFL shot. And you never know. He might get it. I mean, if Tim Tebow gets a shot, I don't see why Kelvin Benjamin can't. Because if you sign him, it's not like you're going to pay him a lot of money. So it's not It's not pretty – it's not really like – it's not the biggest thing in the world on your end, honestly. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Four Corporate Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. I really do appreciate it, guys. I thank you guys so much for the support, too, recently. I'm telling you, when I when I tell you guys, you know, that I... That this stuff seriously, like, drives me to continue making episodes, it really does. Knowing that you guys support it and knowing that you guys are going to listen to it helps me so much and really motivates me to really want to do this. So again, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And um, yeah, so I will see you guys in the next couple of days. Again, I will be linking my second podcast on in the bio below. I will be actually starting. I'll be recording that next section right after right after I'm done with this one. But again, guys, full Crippled Sports Show. Let me know what you guys thought about today's episode. Please make sure to rate the full the full group of sports show on both Google and Apple Podcasts. But anyway, guys, I'll see you guys next time.